Hey guys, welcome to Retro Media Talk. Today we're going back to movies, and we're going to go back to a 1973 film. But first, I'm Steve Montgomery. On the line we have Steve Lego. Lego, What's right? Up? Here I am. All right, here Not you go. Much. This is one of the films that you, Steve, have never seen. So we decided to go ahead and do that one and uh, get your reaction on it. And it was directed by Michael Crichton, who also was a big author. And this was his second film debut. He also did a pilot film called Pursuit before that, but this was his first major motion picture. And the film is called West World. West World, you might have heard it from the HBO series that uh, recently got canceled. I think in 2022 went like, I think four seasons and uh, I thought it was a hit. I don't know why it got canceled, but uh, yeah, it's Pro done. probably it's money. Done. Probably. Cause it was a expensive one. I think to do a lot of special effects and stuff and like that, that. And we talked about that before. HBO has a knack for doing that. Yeah. Where they, they have uh, surprisingly there has been some series that have completed themselves but there's so many big what you thought were successful uh tv series and they just they just cancel them they did it with deadwood they did it with um a couple other ones there's uh, they're just idiots yeah that was a that was a big mistake too when they did deadwood because then they had to wrap it up with the movie right yeah like a yeah. decade later yeah <laughs> Yeah, they pissed me off a lot of times. <laughs> been, they uh, did it with Carnival. I mean, oh, yeah. With... I love that show. But, yeah, so here, here we are. We're, with, we're at Westworld, 1973. I watched it on Blu-ray. You said you watched it on HBO Max. Now, I never yep. got your opinion of it yet. I want to, to get a fresh take on what you thought. But right off the bat, I have not watched it on Blu-ray yet till till we did this um well the other night and wow they really cleaned the picture up tremendously the picture was flawless i mean it looked better than a lot of movies i've i've seen um in 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 you know like two decades later so i don't know what they did but it, it was very very good picture how was the colors? I, that's the one thing I noticed. The picture was like clear and stuff, but the colors on HBO were, they looked like old. You know what I mean? I'd have to see the HBO transfer to, to, to really comment on it. But the colors seemed good on my end. Hmm. But what did you think of the film? I mean, I thought it was a good movie. It's just, I, well, in 1973, we hadn't, but we've seen this movie in different um variations for the past 20 years haven't we oh yeah there i mean this this movie I mean, actually kicked off a lot of copycats for sure i mean it sound it, i mean it's not the same but um it's very reminiscent of michael Crichton's other big hit jurassic park right yep. oh it's yeah. about a theme park and whatever and yeah of course there they made dinosaurs but there's some similarities between that a little bit of similarities between or not similarities but kind of with like terminator yeah right terminate well a little bit this was it was influenced the character was influenced uh 
it was said that Terminator was influenced off this character and a bit another big character. Did you read that? Mm-mm. One of my favorite big characters, Michael Myers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I could see that. <laughs> John Carpenter was actually influenced by Yul Brynner's uh, character in this in this film as Michael Myers, and that's why he kind of has that robot feel, Michael Myers, you know, like a machine. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it, it was awesome when I was looking all this stuff up. But go ahead. Um, yeah, so I mean, it's it was at, in '73. It was an original story, I guess. But as I was watching it, I was like, yeah, I mean, I know I know how it's it's gonna go and how it's gonna end, and I've seen this movie before. But even though I hadn't seen it, you know, it, but it was good. Mm-hmm. It was entertaining. The only thing I really didn't like uh, about it was that I think the roles should have been reversed. I, I think I agree. I think I think Brolin yep. should have been the main guy. That always pissed me off about that film. That's the only thing that pisses me off. You're right, but I, think- I guess I guess they did it because that guy seemed a little a little bit more timid. Yeah, and so it typical. It, it, yeah, you know, so <laughs> so that it built up the suspense a little bit more at the end when he's getting chased. You know what I mean? I, I think. Yeah, I agree. I agree. You, the, the, the weak guy became the hero, but yeah, yeah I, was, I, but I, I always got pissed off that they, that they killed off, you know, uh, Brolin. So kind of early, not real early, but you know, I mean, he made early it like enough. Two thirds of the movie. Yeah. Probably two thirds. And well, who we're talking about, we're talking about James Brolin. Which is Josh Brolin's father, which played George Lutz in the Amityville Horror, another classic. And he, you know, he's still alive. James Brolin, yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, eighty-two years old. And the other guy's still alive too. Yeah. And yeah, he's he's eighty. Uh, what was that thing? Four. He's eighty-five or eighty-four, or eighty-five. Yeah, yeah. eighty-four, five. But uh, yeah, I mean Richard Benjamin. Of course he was in a lot of different things after that but but yeah i was surprised both those guys are still alive dick van patten the other big character in there yeah the big actor you know and that's another show dude we forgot about in the 70s i totally missed enough. that one yeah eight is enough i was like i watched some of that show i don't know how much but I uh, I just started watching it the other day did you really yeah yeah how did we both miss that show I never watched it in the seventies. I watched some of it, but I totally missed it on any list. I don't know when I was trying to find out all the shows that I watched. I that one didn't even pop up for some reason. But yeah, Dick Van Patten he died two thousand fifteen at eighty six. Well, one thing I like about Michael Crichton is he writes a lot of cool science fiction that actually becomes more of a reality. In you know later years, now we're seeing this whole fascination with robots and AI technology and all this stuff. We're coming into right. this reality where people are wanting to, you know, uh, be friends with robots and have sex with robots. I mean, you see it all over. It's like these people right. are are into this whole like artificial mindset you know and these are and these robots are taking on this this artificial intelligence and we know at the end it's always going to turn bad that's why i like about westworld it kind of even though it was 73 it shows you that these robots even though they're 
programmed to be your friend and to to give you this whole experience this this uh amusement park experience and supposedly you can't get hurt and all this stuff well we all know that if there's a virus in the system or you know a hacker or something goes wrong in the program that the robot's gonna turn bad so right (laughs) that's what i like about these types of of films are kind of warnings like hey it might be might be cool now, man, but one little mishap and that robot's going to kill your ass. <laughs> kind of like the kind of like the you know, the the self-driving cars. You never know when they might be hacked or something'll infect the programming and they'll just right. drive you off a freaking cliff or something. You know, did did you get the did you did you catch the one the one flaw in in the the story slash movie? That, there was a couple. There was that, a couple, but go they ahead. They kind of irritated me. Yeah, me too. <laughs> well, the, the the main flaw is right is that are we supposed to believe that the humans, right, that their guns had real bullets? Well, you, you did they have real bullets? And then then if that's the case, why would they give the robots real bullets? Well, my my uh, take when I was trying to figure that out, I was like, "Well, that must not be the robot's gun, right?" Or, but would you would you give the would you give the humans a gun with real bullets and the chance they they're they're an idiot and they shoot another human by mistake? Yeah, and it's supposed to it it has a a safety mechanism where it can where it can. Uh, where if you point at a human, it won't go off. You can't shoot a human because it's it's heat but, triggered. But, but what about like a ricochet or something? Well, that's true. That's a a plot hole, I guess. You know, because if you, you, you it's same with that bar fight. That kind of got on my nerves because the robots aren't supposed to hurt you, but you know, I mean, right. there, There's some swings going on. There's yeah. You know, and J- Josh Brolin got hit in the face by yeah. a robot. <laughs> No, so it's like if you're not supposed to get hurt by these robots, then how is that possible in a bar fight? You know? Yeah. <laughs> Glass is flying everywhere. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I guess you're supposed to just kind of forget about the whole, you know, common sense of the uh, of the story, but they yeah, they should not have said you could not get hurt, you know. They, they, there should have been something in the movie that says, "Hey, you know, uh, you're signing your life away. Uh, you could get hurt. You know, the robots won't shoot you, but they will fight back. Or, you know, you're going you're gonna to have an authentic experience, but we have no liability. I don't know. Something like that to explain. You, you figure if they would have had that technology, right? You know, why couldn't the, the guns have been almost like the guns in um, that we used when we played Duck Hunt? Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Like, you know, you, you can make it basically have a gun with blanks in it, but if you pointed and shot it at the robot at the right time, he would take uh, damage and then fall over dead. Yeah, like a like it could be like a laser tag, like a dummy bullet with a yeah, you know, a, a real discharge but no bullet and just a kind of a laser or something. So yeah, that that was the biggest thing about that that really peeved me in the movie. I just yeah, I know, it, yeah, it was kind of a plot hole. Um, I agree. I watched it and I haven't seen it in years. And I was like, ah, that, that bugged me too. Yeah. 
And what was the other thing? Um, that was I think that was that was pretty that was pretty much it. I think uh, there was something else, but it was minor. I don't even remember what it was now. But um, yeah. yeah, I mean, the uh, another thing that didn't bother me, but I thought was cool. Did you notice like that? Yul Brenner, he always had like this little glint in his eye. Did yeah. you notice that? Yeah. I wonder how they did that. I don't know. That was cool, though. Uh, yeah, I like that. Um, you, Oh, this is the other part that bothered me. Okay, Yul Brenner is at the bar, and he's drinking whiskey, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, you know, he makes that comment. Something about it. No, oh, he needs his little mama, or he wants his little mommy, or something. He's you know antagonizing the other yeah. two, whatever. While he's drinking the the whiskey, he needs his mama. But later on, when you know Jeremy's character, he's trying to give that that girl the the drink of water, and she's like, "No water, no water," and she oh, shorts yeah, yeah. out. And I'm thinking, well, what? Wait a minute, that's stupid because. Yul Brenner's drinking whiskey and she shorts out, you know? I mean, well, may- maybe there was different models for that. Yeah, it's hard to I- explain. <laughs> <laughs> he, can tr- he can consume whiskey, but not water. I don't know. Unless it was at a different angle, you know, when he was pouring it in and it went into some circuitry instead of uh, going straight down the hatch. I don't know, man. I was just. Yeah, I mean, or, or like certain characters in Westworld were different models that could do different things. Yeah. I guess we'll never know because Michael Crichton is dead. Can't explain it now. And I looked in the special features and I didn't see anything. (laughs) But but, uh, I did watch in the special features, they had the the stuntman that was on fire in the end, which I thought Uh, was a pretty pretty good fire um, stunt for that age. You know, uh, yeah, it was it was a pretty long burn. It was a long burn, and, and they were like, they looked scared, dude. They were like all like kind of holding their faces, like, and they were like, get him, get him, get him, get him. And, you know, they came by and, and and put out the fire, and I think they were worried, but he was fine, man. He was like, uh, but it looked uh, it looked kind of freaky, man. It was a risky stunt. Yeah. So uh, I don't know. That, I, I was wondering how they did that because I didn't see a huge body suit like I usually do in those burns, you know, where yeah. you can clearly s- see they got like you know, a big, massive uh, thing on it. It looked pretty good. I did like the effects in in, in the uh, in the show for for seventy three, like you know when they took his face off to operate. Yeah. I thought that was pretty good. When Yul Brenner is looking out out his eyes or whatever you know that that uh, pixelated image yeah, yeah. That, that they see out of did you know that that was the first time that that effect has ever been used in a film yeah and it cost it cost them big money to do that yeah it was two hundred thousand dollars for two minutes and took nine months to complete yep how is that possible i would have made i, I would have done something like i wouldn't even messed with that <laughs> I would have said, screw it. I'd just act like he saw the whole thing clearly. Yeah, and just put like a red lens or something yeah, over it. Yeah, that was nuts. Yeah, it was like digital. It was the first time digital image processing in that in a pixelized view was used. I don't know. It's weird. I, I was like, man, that's that's crazy. Do you know some of, some of Michael uh, Crichton's other works? Um. Oh, I mean, obviously Jurassic Park. Um, 
Yeah, that was a huge, I mean, that was based off his novel. But, I mean, he directed some other films. And you probably you probably know some of them. Yeah, uh, probably. I, I, I didn't realize, uh, honestly, that he was a director at all. I just thought he was a, a writer a, until this movie. I know. I had, yeah, it's crazy. Me too, because I, 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 I used to see his books all the time. And then I didn't see him for a long time, and, I, and then I realized, oh, wait, he died in 2008, and uh, that's probably why. But you remember that movie Coma in 1978? Yes. He directed that one. I didn't know that. Did he write it, too? or? Um, I don't know for sure. Uh, I think he wrote most most of the stuff but uh i believe so but i i don't know i'd have to look that up but then the other movie that i've never seen i want to see really bad now runaway was, with tom Selleck. no but I, that was my next uh there's two other ones uh i was getting to before that one the great train robbery 1978 and it stars sean connery and donald sutherland never even heard of it yeah it doesn't ring a bell doesn't ring a bell. And I'm I'm surprised because I used to watch everything Sean Connery's in. But there's a sci-fi movie that I really liked. It used to play on HBO all the time. And it was from 1981. And it was called Looker. Do you remember that one? I've never seen that one either. Oh, man. That was good, man. I I, I don't remember all of it right now. But uh, I remember the plot or anything. I just remember I, I used to like that movie. But yeah, you were talking about Runaway. So you were, you've seen Runaway, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, Gene Simmons is the bad guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, there's no way you haven't seen Runaway. Yeah, I saw that when it was out, when it first came out. Uh, I think I probably saw it on HBO or something. And that's another movie. Both those movies, they used to play all the time on HBO. Runaway and that Looker. But that that Runaway was a really good movie. I, I, I haven't seen it since the, like, probably like 80 since 85 or 86 maybe so i don't remember anything about it honestly at all whether it was good or bad uh, i've always thought about watching it but i was like ah, i bet it sucks and never watched it again so yeah yeah i don't know i haven't watched it a long time either but i remembered i i used to really like it Brickhouse Nutrition offers an array of workout essentials like foundation, a great muscle building formula, fight muscle fatigue and increase your workout endurance. Foundation combines creatine and ATP to increase nutrient and oxygen delivery. This helps the body work out longer and recover faster. Creatine supplements and ATP supplements are backed by studies that prove they help with lean mass and strength individually. Foundation is known to pack on muscle naturally. Use our special coupon code HEALTHYLIFE to get a maximum discount. Coupon code HEALTHYLIFE. HEALTHYLIFE. For... The people that don't know what Westworld is, I guess I better give a synopsis. Yeah, it probably would have been helpful at the beginning. At the beginning, yeah. Yeah, basically, it's a, it's Westworld, then there's, uh, well, there's like three amusement park type things that you can go to. 
what was it roman world and yeah medieval medieval world is that yeah what it was? yeah and uh basically it, it it's this landscape where you where you live in that time uh it, it's it costs a thousand dollars a day but it's like the ultimate experience it's like an amusement park basically but there's no rides you just live at that time period and you get the full experience of like western world you know you're in the west so you're you're living in you know this little dinky ass uh what hotel like you would back in the day and uh go to the saloon do all these different things like you would living in the west but you're you're interacting with robots that look like full cloned people they look like just regular humans but they're really robots but people can have you know <laughs> it physical interactions with them you like sex they can have you know just i don't know whatever your fantasy is basically a thousand dollars a day would get you the ultimate experience in either western world which is west world roman world and medieval world was it only a thousand i thought they said it was more maybe maybe i was wrong yeah it was a thousand uh that that was kind of cool how they opened it up and it was kind of like Hey, you just came back from you know Western Western world. How did you like it? You know, and yeah, they had interviewing all those people. <laughs> it's a couple and a couple of people alluded to the fact that they were getting laid. Essentially. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> With, without saying they got laid. Right, yeah. right. Tell us, why don't you make arrangements to take our hovercraft to medieval world, Roman world, and West world? Was it worth a thousand dollars a day? In West world, you got a whole crew of people around in a in a base front on computers making sure the robots are all um you know operating efficiently not getting out of line and then something something starts to go awry in the programming or wherever and uh you know accidents start happening and these robots start uh basically uh turning against the uh the people in my belief will really happen someday if we keep dicking around with robots and ai technology michael Crichton, i wanted to say he was born in chicago 1942 died 2008 eight at only 66 years old of uh i guess lymphoma uh, cancer so and he was a writer for twister that movie um he did uh sphere i think he was director on that one and the 13th warrior did you uh that was a good one that was a good one so was spear yeah yeah i haven't seen sphere i don't think that's the one with um suit um not suit suit and um god i can't think of can't think of. I can see your face. It's yeah. the blonde-haired uh, chick, and uh, Dustin Hoffman. I think is in that, right? Dustin Hoffman. I remember seeing the cover for like every time I went in the in the uh, video store, I'd always see Sphere. For some reason, I don't know um, what it happened. Yeah, Sharon Dustin Stone, Hoffman, right? Sharon Stone. That's right. And I always was tempted to to uh, rent that one, 
looked interesting. Oh, Samuel L. Jackson. That's right. It's it's a pretty creepy movie, honestly. Really? Yeah, it's good. Well, I'm going to look it up tonight. I've been wanting to see it, but I passed up on it so many times. And I did not know that, uh, you know, he wrote it or whatever. And uh, so, yeah, that's cool. Did he? I don't think he's the director. Let me see here. Oh, he did direct it. Yeah. So he directed it with. Uh, well, it said, which Spear? It says he wrote it and Barry Levinson directed it. Well, I'm looking. I'm looking at the back of the DVD. Right now, I'm trying to zoom up, but it's it. I swear it says he directed it. Michael Crichton. Oh, Michael Crichton, Andrew. Uh, can you read that damn thing? It's so small. Where are you looking at? Because I'm 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 seeing him. Uh, I'm just looking at IMDb, and it's with the details. It doesn't show you the the DVD or anything, but. Because it says Barry Levison at the end, but it says Michael, unless it was produced. Let me see here. Does it say what he did on the IMBD? It, it says he, he was the writer. Really? Okay. And then there was a guy that got credit for the adaptation and a guy got credit for the screenplay. And it says Author. Barry. Okay. And he wrote Congo, I guess. That was the other one. I've seen that one. Yeah, I saw that one in the theater. Yeah, me too. It wasn't that good, honestly. I don't even remember, but I can't I th- even remember what it was about. I think like something that it had something to do with apes, and like the apes had like uh, they could communicate or something hmm. with a computer. Or I, I don't remember exactly. It, it, I, I I thought it was going to be something different. I think when I went and saw it, and so I was like, eh. So this this was like out in the middle of the desert, right? That's what it was, and, and they took like what was it like a hovercraft or like a like what was it like a yeah like a jet or, or yeah it was a like hover a jet. They, they said hovercraft. They filmed part of it in the Mojave Mojave is that Mojave Desert Mojave yeah yeah and uh, some of the other was on a soundstage soundstage whatever yeah but yeah that's what it was yeah you would uh, you would pay and. For the vacation, they put you on this hovercraft and take you to, you know, whatever vacation spot you wanted. And then Josh Brolin, he was, or Josh, there you go. James Brolin, uh, he obviously, that was his, like, what, second, second uh, trip? He was bringing. Well, at least, yeah, at least. the uh, I read that, um, that Yul Brenner only got paid $75,000 for this. Did you hear that? Yeah. And it's because he, because he needed money. He needed money. And, oh, dude, that's who we need to talk about. Yul Brenner. The freaking, the best Pharaoh ever played. And yeah, he, yeah, yeah go ahead. He, um, that was in the 10 commandments, right? Yeah. Yeah. Didn't you always think that Pharaoh looked mean as heck? I mean, he just, well, he, he just he, had a look to him. He, well, he had. Yo Brunner has that look where he he has like this look about him because he he was in what the King and I too where he yeah he, then he King was and like I, yeah. 
he was supposed to be like i think asian in that or something and then he plays uh, an egyptian he has like this exotic yeah exotic kind look. of look mm -hmm. about him a yeah, scary yeah. kind of look he's got he, scary eyes he does sure. he does he's, he's he play he plays a good bad guy for sure and uh what was the other one he was in oh the magnificent seven you remember that western yes that was a good one and they remade that one later on last few years or whatever i think they made it remade it a few times yeah they probably yeah but yule brunner man i mean that dude at first i was like where where have i recognized this guy and then i realized Oh, dude, he was in the Ten Commandments, and he was he was stacked, man. He was he was built. Yeah, and he he was in good shape. I don't know why he had such money problems when this movie came around. I don't know. I uh, probably this the end of his end of his career. I mean, because what he stopped making movies in seventy six. Oh, he did. Wow, uh, I'm I'm not sure when he died but um oh where when did he die i thought i had that written down um shortly after i thought yeah um 85 lung cancer oh okay he was only 65 he was only 65 wow i wonder what he did after 76 oh he was russian yeah, yeah, you're right, yeah. He directed some uh, previous uh, TV shows, and I guess that was in the 50s, though. Yeah, 40s and late 49 and 50s, okay. He's got he some was, credits. He was also in the the Brothers uh, Karamazov. You ever seen that? No, I never saw that one. Shatner's in that. Um, oh, is he? Huh. And uh, it's... It's some Russian tale. I, I I watched it a long time ago. I, mm -hmm. It's a long it's a long movie. It's kind of boring, honestly. But uh, uh, hmm. it was it was it was a big it was a big uh, big hit. Okay. But um, yeah. I mean, he uh, he was well known. Although he didn't, you know, he didn't do a whole lot of big big movies. Maybe they were big back then, but nowadays you look at some of the some of the titles and you're like, eh, I, I never heard of that. I never heard of that. I never heard of that, but they may have been big back then. Um, he was in uh, another Bible movie called Solomon and Sheba. Never saw that one. The fifties were big for Bible movies. Did you notice that? I guess. Cause, yeah. Cause the 10 commandments and such a big yeah. hit. Yeah. When you think about it, it was, uh, 50s, 60s, uh, it was the Ten Commandments. You had Ben-Hur, the greatest story ever told, King of Kings, the yeah. Bible, um, the the Robe. There was yeah. a ton of... And those are all, all great movies. Yeah. Every one of them. I was actually watching uh, um, uh, Greatest Story Ever Told last night, actually. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I... I uh... I have that on Blu-ray, man. It looks fantastic. And the uh, Ten Commandments, you ever seen that on Blu-ray? No. Well, well, I mean, it's broadcast on TV now in HD, so it just looks phenomenal. You know, it's just so colorful. It's really colorful. 
Technicolor? Technicolor, yeah. <laughs> I've never I've never in my adult life have sat through and watched that whole movie. I you know, oh, I no. saw it you know, it was on like every year, I think, when we were kids around Easter or oh, something. No. I yeah. I don't know and we watched it, but I don't really remember a whole lot about it. But uh yeah, I haven't really watched that since I, I've been an adult. I I should sit down one day and and try to watch it. Yeah, I, I when I watch it, I it's usually a a two two day event. <laughs> it's I can't I can't sit there the whole time. Watch I mean, it all the way through. There's just been I would assume there's just been you know just more modern, um, better effect versions of this story. Like, uh, um, well, yeah. They did like a Moses, uh, even uh, it was a, it was a, I think it was like a, a mini series. I, I have that on, on, on uh, Blu-ray, and that was really awesome. And then they had the, was it the Gods of Egypt? Is that is that the one with Christian Bale and uh, where he's Moses? Have you seen yeah, that one? Yeah, I, ne I never saw that one. Never it's really it. good. It's really really good. Yeah, I never uh, never gave it a shot because I thought it would just be some Hollywood bullcrap, you know. No, no, it was. I mean, um, it was pretty. It was pretty legit. Hey, on the in the West World, getting back to that, um, when James, you know, Brolin's character gets shot by the gunslinger, you know. Yep. Uh, Yul Brenner. Did did I might have missed it, but did it explain how he got the bullets to shoot the humans since they have the heat sensor on there where it's not supposed to be able to shoot a human? No, they never, that's, yeah, they never explained it. That's why I couldn't figure out um, how that would have been, how that would have even been allowed. Why the robots would have even had real bullets at all? They should have just had blank guns, right? Yeah, the robots should have had blanks for sure, but but my my thinking was okay. So they gave them the the bullets or the gun, which should not have been loaded anyway. But say they they did give them the gun, and they were confident that their heat sensing protection would work no matter what. And I don't know. I was thinking, okay, maybe they gave them real bullets so they could shoot another robot and and. Uh, you know, in in case uh, for authentic authenticity, you know, th uh, what am I trying uh, to say? Authenticity. Yeah. So two robots, you know, are are in the street shooting at each other just to 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 up the experience for the humans. Maybe that's why. But I just couldn't figure out. Did they show a part where he somehow? turned the sensor off or hacked into the gun and <laughs> was able to disable the heat sensor because that's what i i don't know i was kind of no they didn't explain any of that okay that's what, so, that's... so you just assume he somehow disabled the heat sensor protection on the gun and then see they should explain that i was gonna watch that back and I never got around to it because I was like, did they explain that? Did I miss something? That bugged me. I, I, I meant to go back. Hi, guys. This is Steve here. Do you ever think about taking your nutrition to the next level? Have you ever wondered what the best iodine supplement is? 
How about detoxidine? Certified organic nascent iodine. A life changer. How about a liquid turmeric with black pepper? Goes in your system, fights inflammation. This blend preserves the full spectrum of antioxidants naturally found in turmeric. Global Healing Organics also just came out with an organic mushroom blend and bioactive copper. All this can be discounted with our special coupon code, Healthy Life. With a $50 minimum purchase, use Healthy Life for maximum discount with a $50 minimum purchase. GlobalHealingOrganics.com well, another thing that was done when we're, since we're talking about the guns and all that kind of stuff, well, what about the people that were in medieval world? How do you safeguard robots that are swinging swords? I, I was thinking the same damn thing. You know, <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, this, there, yeah, there are some plot holes in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah, the guns is one thing, but swords, yeah, that's another a whole nother. You can't have a sword fight with a robot and then. Uh, unless they just like are just blocking and not swinging, maybe that's it. I don't know. Yeah, you know, I notice a lot of some but older movies. Are, there, yeah, there are some holes in. Yeah, a lot of a lot of older movies. They didn't really think that deep. I think about about stuff, and it was more just about straight up entertainment and probably thinking people weren't going to. People nowadays are much more. Um, critical like of looking deep into like details and i don't think you know back when they made movies like the blob and the fly and stuff you know yeah <laughs> you know people weren't like how did that how right. does that work and yeah you know no, nobody really like dissected movies like True. people do nowadays now now i'm reading something here it said the mechanism that stops the gun firing at people from working on the gunslinger's gun can easy can also be explain easily as it is clearly tied to the malfunctioning programming running the park so that's how they're how they're explaining it but to me that would be that would be tied into the gun not into the whole computer programming that would be just on the gun itself programmed in that right but, you know i don't know i'm getting too you know, yeah, I see what they're saying, but I don't know. And you know, another thing too is that, you know, why would why would the gunslinger robot need to have like infrared heat vision and like you know like um like super hearing? Why would he? Why would they need that? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's yeah, that's kind of weird. Yeah, I so mean, like, that w I could see why the Terminator got an influence f from that though. They got influenced by that guy for the Terminator because, yeah, he was like a Terminator. Yeah. Yeah, what were you going to say? Um, no, that was it. That was it, just um, why he would need that. But then again, um, we're, we're supposed to believe that those those robots are super, super advanced, right? Because, I mean, obviously, if there's, like, robots you're having sex with, they, they have to be pretty realistic, Right. Yeah. Or yeah. it wouldn't be, you know. I mean, it wouldn't. <laughs> right. You wouldn't. You wouldn't want to. I mean. Right. So. Uh, I mean, I guess they were pretty advanced more than they explained. So I'm. 
I'm guessing that the girl that couldn't take the water in the mouth because she shorted out couldn't take uh Yeah. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> she's she's uh going down on you, and then she 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 starts shorting out. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, that could be man. yeah, that could be dangerous. <laughs> that could be that could. Yeah, now you got uh, now you got burns on your uh, schlong. <laughs> Another lawsuit. That would be that would be a minor thing. I mean, she might just <laughs> bite bite you right off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That'd be the big fear, dude. You know, uh, somebody hacking into the, the robots and they just start, you know, <laughs> biting things off. Or... Well, that too. And even if nothing went wrong, right? So say, <laughs> all right, you're there for a week at Westworld or Medieval World and, um, you know, you, you hook up with one of these robots and, you know, take care of business and all that. <laughs> then, then after the park closes at night, right, when they shut down, there's got to be some poor sap back, you know, in the, in the room where they're doing the maintenance, having to clean clean that all out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get the you know disinfectant. I mean? <laughs> yeah, it, it's it's funny, but you know, it's 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 more realistic than you know we think because right now, as we speak. And we're talking about these robots. They've got robot dolls. They've got actual love dolls that uh, that that are are maybe not robots, but they're. I don't know, man. I, I've I could be wrong on this, but I believe I saw a program or something stating that they have some kind of place where these people go. And they pay to have sex with these. Yeah, they are robots. I believe they are robots. They have sex with these robots at some, some like, you know, grotto or whatever. I don't know hmm. where. I, I didn't do any research on it because I don't want it in my search history. But I believe, <laughs> I believe, they do have these, uh, these, these uh, things available. So somebody is cleaning these things afterwards, literally. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't know if they're like robots. Robots, there might just be like life-sized replicas of women that maybe maybe speak, you know. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't think that they like are up and walking and. No, I don't think know, they're. Yeah, you're right. And I all mean, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the, but they, but, but as far as that goes, they are working on that. You know, well, they, yeah. I mean, they're they're working on this this whole Westworld reality, and that's kind of scary because you're gonna have you're gonna have kids and stuff growing up in this. They're already growing up in this anti. Don't know how to communicate with humans, and they're growing up in this whole AI world, basically, where. They're only going to want to talk to a robot. They're not going to want to talk to, you know, a a, a, reef, a real female. They're 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 you know they want to be in their basement wherever. They're happy with this artificial human. That's that's kind of where we're at. It's freaky. 
Yeah. So, and that's kind of another form of, uh, what do you say? Population control where, you know, people aren't having kids because they're, these kids are growing up and they're liking these fake dolls, these, you know, these real love dolls. As far as the walking and doing all that, I mean, that's probably not too far off from where we're at. I mean, I'm sure they have them. I don't know if they're available to the public, but I don't know, man. It's crazy, crazy world. That's what's great about these sci-fi films. They uh, they give you a warning of, of what is coming to the future. And they might not know it. And maybe these, these sickos get ideas from these movies. I don't know. If we could uh, take Westworld, put it in the present, we're, we're not far off. We're not far off. They're they're working on these robots right now. They, I mean, they have walking robots. They well, have all I mean, that shit, you know? I mean, well, it's public knowledge. They're they're working on killer robots. We yeah. see it. I see it all the time. These robots that can jump and run and, oh, and they, yeah. they're carrying they're carrying guns and yeah, you're right. And these and terminators for sure. Yeah, I mean, they're making they're <laughs> making they're making the T one thousand right now. So they got an army of robots getting ready to release probably on the 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 uh, you know population doesn't comply and um yeah they'll program them to to kill whoever they want just like they do the drones you know whatever and uh but we can beat them easy you know why because we know now they can't drink water steve <laughs> yeah so oh, another geez. thing about westworld I, w- I wanted to uh uh mention because westworld once again uh is, a, is another uh movie or show that has a six million dollar man connection uh, Alan Oppenheimer, one of the scientists, and they're the main, the head scientist. Oh, he was also Dr. Rudy Wells in uh, the first couple seasons of the Six Million Dollar Man. Oh yeah, he looked fa- he looked familiar. I didn't catch that. That's that's awesome. And Dick Van Patten was in two episodes of the Six Million Dollar Man. The I figured Spy he was. And the Bionic Boy. Yep. Oh man, isn't that funny? So then again, Steve's Six Million Dollar Man connection comes back again yeah i mean it might it might refer to everything like it might be the you, know, you said be... you said what, what what was your exact word everything re- comes back to the six million dollar man or something it's good like that. it's good it's 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 <laughs> it totally blows the the seven degrees of uh, yeah. kevin bacon or whatever the heck it is yeah i agree i agree that's hilarious well you keep you keep putting those connections together i i like to I'm always looking. I know that's that's hilarious. No better man to uh, put the connections to better than you. <laughs> that could be a podcast all on all on your own, right there. Everything connected to six million dollar man. Everything. Oh my gosh! But anyway, the moral of the story is: when you build when you build robots that are made to be like humans, you better have a off switch handy <laughs> you know right uh, uh, it, because uh yeah you're, you're gonna be the target uh once they get smart enough to want to take out the real human haven't we learned anything jeez no i don't think so but you know as long as it takes out the right people i don't care it's like haven't we learned anything from terminator <clears throat> and now you know, they're building a Terminator world. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we're in trouble. But anyway, Westworld, to me, it, 
it is a really good movie. It's uh, you know, for its time, it is for yeah. its time. Seventy three. It looks great on Blu-ray. Sounds great. I mean, there was no dust specs, nothing in that film. The picture was was flawless. Um, I I really recommend you watch it if you haven't seen it. Hope we didn't spoil it too much, but it is a good film. Good if you like sci-fi and all that stuff. And I mean, come on, man, Yul Brenner's character is. Inspire well, inspired John Carpenter to to create Michael Myers out of his character. I mean, that's that's pretty cool. Yeah, Michael Crichton, who's the author of Jurassic Park and all these, directed all these other cool movies. And uh, you know, it's a it's a nice little piece of history. A few little things that kind of irritate the hell out of me, but other than that, I, I I like the film. What about you, man? Any last words on Westworld? Uh, it, it was a good movie. I I like, uh, regardless of the fact that I I like seventies sci-fi slash horror movies, even if they are a little bit cheesier or, or dated. There's just some, there's something about them. Just they 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 had a certain look and a feel to them. Um, you know, there's a lot of movies uh, similar um, vein like. Uh, uh, Logan's Run, and you know they just they just had a look about them and how they made movies back in the seventies, and they didn't really go into too many details. And like I said, you're going to find some plot holes, but they're 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 always entertaining. There's so many yeah. good seventies sci-fi movies. Hey guys, what's up? This is Steve Montgomery from Retro Media Talk. Hey, I just want to let you know I got a new album out called Night Sky. If you like ambient cinematic type music a little synth wave mixed in with uh, some of the tracks hey check it out it's available on bandcamp amazon spotify and some other outlets i also have a physical cd that you can order through the link in the podcast description wherever you're listening to thank you so much for your support steve montgomery night sky out now well, you know, but another thing that we didn't talk about was um, Brolin. I don't know if it was before or after this, but he was in another big movie, and of course, it's um, kind of relevant in a way. Uh, Capricorn One. Capricorn One is where they were supposed to be flying to Mars, maybe, mm-hmm. and um, they couldn't do it. Right, so they staged the whole thing, shot it on a soundstage, and then they wanted to basically cover it up so they were going to try to kill the astronauts so that the truth wouldn't get out to the public oh but it so basically like the moonwalk well yeah so it, it it's it, it's essentially that's what it it was, what it was based on yes essentially yeah In that it was crazy. it was criticizing the moon landings kind of oh. thing but yeah it, <laughs> yeah oj simpson was in that no and way. roland yeah and You've never seen it. You gotta watch it. It's a good movie. Yeah, I just watched it uh, again, probably uh, six months ago. And the other movie he wrote, Michael Crichton, uh, did was that we never talked about was Andromeda Strain. Yes, and that's another big sci-fi thriller about about a virus that gets out of a lab. Yeah, isn't that funny? Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) doesn't that sound familiar? Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So he he was on uh, he was on point with a lot of things, especially uh, you know Jurassic Park and genetic engineering and different things like that, and cloning and everything that's really coming 
coming to pass. So yeah, there's a lot of lot of lot of stuff in these types of movies that uh, you'll see are kind of happening today. But yeah, they do pose as a warning to some extent. All right, guys. Well, let's uh, put a bow on this one. Yep. And uh, uh, hold on. Oh yes. We'll keep that in. Yeah. <laughs> That sounded wet. <laughs> I better check your drawers. Dude. dude, I told you I had cabbage today. Oh yeah, yeah. I'll do it every time. We better wrap this up so you can get some clean underwear on. <laughs> the underwear is what cleans. <laughs> That's a riot. Oh man. All right, guys. Well. Yep. Uh, we're back to movies for a while, so um, check us out on RetroMediaTalk.com. Find all the links there. I don't think I have to go into detail. Um, Anchor FM actually went to, is now Spotify. So they're not two separate entities now. And that, I, I just got an email on that. So I don't have to say anything about Anchor FM. It's just Spotify. So I don't know. Because Spotify oh. or Anchor FM or something, I think, Anchor FM owns Spotify or Spotify owns Anchor FM. It's yeah. like two separate entities. Like, why have two separate things, you know? And now I guess they they finally just merged and it's now Spotify. So, But anyway, that's it. Go to RetroMediaTalk.com if you want to see all the – find all the links there. And uh, please subscribe on wherever you get your podcasts. And uh, I guess that's it. That's it. That's it. So right, we'll see you next time. We'll see you next time, guys. What's a good Western goodbye? Hmm. I don't know. I don't know what they, uh, yeah. <laughs> see y'all later. That. Yeah, that's about it. <laughs> see y'all soon. We're out. Yeah. I, I shot six people. Well, uh, they weren't real people. What Mr. Lewis means is he shot six robots, scientifically programmed to look, act, talk, and even bleed, just like humans do.